Corporate Conversations is a new format webinar and podcast available both live and on demand that combines the best of the fireside chat format with the utility of the Ask Me Anything presentation. Designed to dive deep into the topic in question and deliver contextualised, relevant and up-to-date information on critical issues in a concise 30-minute format, the Corporate Conversation series will build into your resource library of crucial discussion of the most pertinent contemporary legal topics. We invite you to take a look at the second episode featuring Elena Jakob, Head of Legal at Alliance Healthcare Romania, speaking to Juana Buxa, Senior Associate at Pelly Partners, on how GCs can boost business through competition law compliance. Welcome everyone to a new edition of Corporate Conversations sponsored by Legal 500. My name is Ona Buxa, I am a Senior Associate with Pelly Partners in Romania and today we will discuss about competition compliance focusing on activity of Romanian Competition Council. I will introduce my uh, guest in the following moments, but for the time being, I would like to thank Legal 500 for uh, these corporate conversations, which allow us to introduce uh, general councils across various industries and uh, allow them to share their valuable input. As indicated uh, earlier, today we will discuss about competition compliance. And I would start by saying that uh, competition compliance has remained a hot focus uh, of uh, companies in the past years due to the uh, constant enforcement actions of competition authorities. Only last year, uh, for example, the Romanian Competition Council has finalized a number of 13 investigations on uh, sectors such as e-commerce, pharma or financial services and has applied a, a total value of uh, 83 million euro of fines. Um, such decisions um, are a constant reminder of the fact that competition rules apply to every market player, regardless of its uh, size and, and its activity. At the same time, the investigations carried out by the competition authority in Romania shows us that most of the times companies are not being sanctioned for intentionally breaching competition rules, but for the fact that they were not aware that a certain conduct was anti-competitive. And when we refer to conduct of companies, we do not necessarily have in mind the conduct of a specific representative or director, but also the conduct of employees, for example, employees in sales or acquisition departments, uh, given that even um, they uh, interact very frequently with other companies and other competitors and also their internal communication within the, the organization and uh, also their participation to actions such as tenders or trade associations uh, may bring competition risks for a, for a company. And this is because under EU and the Romanian competition rules, liability for competition uh, law uh, does, not, uh, is, does not intervene only in case of actions of uh, uh, persons who have, as per the Articles of Incorporation, representative powers. Uh, and uh, the action of any employee within a company may uh, um, pose uh, uh, it to competition concerns. 
Having this in mind, more and more companies have uh, understood in the, in the last years that it's important to have uh, in place a competition compliance program. And uh, to come to their support, the Romanian Competition Council has issued several guidelines uh, focusing on showing companies how an effective competition compliance program should look like. And uh, most recently, the Romanian Competition Council has also issued uh, some guidelines for participation in trade associations, as it has noticed uh, that uh, a very important number of, uh, of competition breaches have taken place uh, when the companies met within uh, specific industry associations. And what we have learned from these guidelines is that uh, the most important factor to be taken into account when uh, implementing a competition compliance program is uh, that it must be tailored to the activity of a, of a respective company. Uh, depending on the sector of activity uh, where a company is present, we may identify uh, specific risk areas. For example, if uh, in a certain sector there have been previously identified infringements of competition law, this is uh, an indicative for companies that they must look at the respective behavior and take measures in order to avoid it. At the same time, uh, the position of the companies must also be taken into account when uh, understanding uh, the type of competition procedures and rules that they must put in place. For example, when uh, dealing with uh, dominant companies, um, they must take into account their specific responsibility on the market and must make sure that at their policies, their commercial policies, uh, do not lead to um, Contacts which may be viewed as abuse of dominant positions. Uh, lastly, competition compliance programs must address also um, the conduct of companies when uh, faced with inspections from uh, the Romanian Competition Authority, as there have been several decisions uh, where even though companies were not found to breach competition rules, they were sanctioned for not uh, knowing uh, their obligations within uh, don rent. And um, this is why uh, during uh, competition compliance program and trainings, it is important for companies to cover uh, this matter as well. About this uh, and many more uh, matters related to compliance, we will dis discuss today with Elena Yakov. Elena Jacob is a head of legal and compliance manager with Alliance Healthcare Romania. Hi, Elena. It's very nice having you today with me. Hi, Wana, and uh, hello, everybody out there. Thank you, uh, Wana, and thank you, Legal 500, for the opportunity, for the ch chance to having this uh, conversation in a friendly uh, environment and uh, having the opportunity to sharing uh, my views uh, based on my experience so far with, uh, with you. Thank you very much again. I will start uh, the session of questions that I have prepared uh, with a more general one. Uh, I would first want to know 
if in your view uh, the current competition law framework accommodates uh, the business's needs and if there are any areas where uh, reform or more guidance uh, are needed i strongly believe that the legal framework in general not only in the competition area has to address clarity and predictability to those who have to follow to observe the uh, the legislation the rules the principles the obligations and considering that um, as we can see uh, in the legislation development the laws are more and more providing for sanctions based uh, on percentage out of the company turnover or on high level fines as absolute amounts, I believe that this clarity and predictability of the law is uh, critically important uh, for, the, uh, for the legal framework. And uh, there is some room for improvements uh, when it comes uh, about uh, the competition law in terms of clarity and predictability in order for the ones who have to implement, to follow, to observe the law, to know very clear exactly what they have to, what they have to do, what they have to observe, what they have to consider and to implement. So um, maybe the competition council could come closer to businesses and come with more uh, guidance on how the law should actually apply in order to avoid uh, sanctions being uh, given for misinterpretations of the law, I would say. Um, okay, uh, another question uh, that I would like to ask you uh, is what are the primary tools, technology and guidelines used to ensure competition compliance across uh, all functions in your organization? And what are the most frequent compliance challenges faced by general councils? In general, uh, a compliance program is definitely a must-have. It is mandatory to support uh, sustainable business growth. Mm -hmm. And um, creating the right environment uh, in order to mitigate the risks and protecting the business starts with a tone from the top. It is with the leadership of a company uh, to set the culture of uh, integrity, of ethics, or in one word, with the compliance uh, 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 culture of the of the company. Of course, that uh, this is some something uh, maybe that sounds metaphysical, but this compliance culture should be further translated in a very robust and complex compliance strategy. And the strategy means um, policies and procedures uh, related to the principles, the guidelines to be uh, implemented, to be observed by the whole organization when conducting its business. It's of course about the training programs uh, addressed to, to the employees in order to, um, to send to the employees to make available to the employees the needed um, uh, uh, the needed know-how, the needed explanation, ex yeah, the needed explanations, um, and in order to be clear for them 
what they have to know, what they have to follow, what they have to observe uh, in their roles, in their jobs. And it's equally important uh, in my view, not to only send to the people or address to the people what they have to know, what they have to observe, but it's equally important to, to tell to the people why it is important for them, for the business to observe and to follow those rules, those guidelines. And this uh, should come hand, hand in hand, the what and the why. And of course, at, in the end of the day, uh, each and every employee in the organization has a role to play when it comes about uh, uh, the compliance, uh, the compliance program, the compliance strategy uh, of the company and observing uh, and implementing and uh, uh, walking the talk uh, in, in this, uh, in this uh, direction. Thank you. Moving forward, I would want to know uh, what are the most important actions to take to ensure that advice from external counsel is implemented effectively uh, throughout the company, particularly uh, around competition law? How can general counsels and legal teams make legal terms easier for employees and stakeholders to understand and comply with? First of all, I would say that the external consultants, the external advisors are an extension of the in-house legal team. And I cannot see them working otherwise that together as a one team, giving to the organization, to the stakeholders, um, the best consultancy the best solutions and um, helping them to understand what are the rules to be followed when they are um, uh, when they are conducting their their jobs. And here there are um, several tools um, that can be used uh, in order for um, for the set up between the organization itself, the internal stakeholders and the in-house team and the external consultants to be, to be made, the link to be made at the end of the day. And here uh, we can talk about the communication within the organization, yeah, um, with the internal stakeholders, providing them with uh, opinions, recommendations, uh, conclusions of the assessments that the external consultants have uh, provided. Um, and also by direct interaction between the in-house legal team and the external consultants, either from uh, a top level with a top management uh, uh, team of the organization, with uh, the middle management, and of course, with um, with uh, uh, the people in the other in the other functions, and here is how actually uh, the interaction uh, is set up, and here is how the opportunity is created 
for the external consultants to better understand what the people in the organization need in order for them to, to, to make their job, to, to, to conduct their activities. Uh, and also it's an opportunity for the internal stakeholders to uh, ask questions and to ask for clarifications when it comes about the recommendations uh, that the advisors, either they are in-house or external, are making to the internal stakeholders, to the, to the company's employees. Thank you. Um, going a bit back to the tech side, uh, I was wondering if the developments in the legal tech impacted uh, or improved competition compliance in any way, and uh, how can the legal industry uh, embrace the integration of these technologies com for compliance purposes? Techno the technological tools, the tech tools, should be part uh, of the compliance program uh, itself. And um, technology has an important role to play, and the tech tools should complement the manual work and should add value in the risk assessment, assessment process. Uh, therefore, um, in a world where we see uh, such a, a dynamic development of the technology, I cannot imagine uh, the legal function uh, operating um, without the, the technological tools, without the, te the, um, without the technology. Therefore, we, we can see uh, the development of different technological tech support tools uh, or platforms, which are uh, helping actually uh, the compliance programs that the organization uh, are implementing like, for example, the e-learning tools implemented by a lot of the organization, organizations out there for the training of their own employees. Uh, we can talk about the contract management systems, uh, which uh, are another tool to helping and supporting making, from an efficiency standpoint, the, the legal work within an organization. Therefore, as I said, the, the tech tools should complement the, the, the team members' work and should add value to, uh, to the team's work in terms of the, uh, of, the legal, of the legal support. That's great, thank you. And uh, one last question with the regard how can general counsels, uh, in-house counsel and external lawyers support uh, industry associations in ensuring compliance with competition law and vice versa? As you said, um, in Romania, we um, welcome actually, uh, and we were very happy that the competition council has issued the, the guidelines uh, to be observed uh, by the trade associations when conducting their, their businesses. Um, and uh, uh, it's important uh, for, uh, for the players in the market, namely by, uh, uh, for the trade associations to have such a, a, a basis to start from 
in building their own their uh, internal compliance strategy uh, and um, um, the, the competition council set this uh, tone uh, uh, for the for the trade associations uh, to, to further build on their uh, own compliance strategies. The role uh, of either the in-house uh, lawyers or the external consultants um, is a great one to be played uh, in order to better support the, the, the trade associations to better understand uh, the guidelines issued and the recommendations issued by the, by the authority uh, to expand such recommendations and to, to build further more and more specifically, depending on the industry um, particularities uh, on the trade association compliance program to deliver also um, adequate training to the trade association members in order to better uh, set uh, the, the rules the, the name of the game, uh, what are the risks and opportunities, and to be better prepared uh, to conducting the trade association activity um, uh, in a risk-free uh, way. Thank you very much, Elena, for your uh, valuable input from uh, uh, the perspective of uh, in-house lawyer. Uh, I was wondering if you have any question uh, for me uh, from my side. Uh, of course, because uh, I talked uh, a lot and I somehow feel guilty. <laughs> I would like to ask you now, joking apart, uh, to ask you as an expert in the in the competition uh, area and based on uh, your expertise when dealing with your clients' projects, uh, what are, in your view, the, the main risks when dealing with commercial business partners um, or um, the main risks when it comes about uh, mergers? And um, what are the most important factors, uh, compliance factors to, to be considered from these uh, two standpoints? So the commercial partnership between uh, undertakings and from a modern acquisition perspective? Sure. So in terms of relation with commercial partners, um, at this moment, competition authorities are uh, focusing very much their attention on uh, restrictions related to online sales. So I would recommend uh, all companies having activity uh, related to e-commerce to pay very much attention to what they accept uh, and what they cannot accept when it comes to their uh, online sales. Um, also, competition authorities are still focusing very much on uh, tender participation, so companies having uh, an activity coming from this area should uh, focus on, on how they structure their association with other companies uh, and how they uh, draft their financial and technical documentation so as to ensure that they uh, do not raise concerns. Um, from a merger law perspective, I would say that uh, in the past years, I have seen an important and an increasing number of decisions 
where uh, control was gained by minority shareholders. So I, I would uh, recommend companies uh, that acquire minority shareholders to not uh, exclude a competition assessment because de depending on veto rights that they may uh, preserve, uh, merger cl uh, clearance might be needed. Uh, so these are the main elements that I would focus at uh, this moment. Thank you very much. Very, Thank very, you. very good insights. Thank you, Anna. Thank you as well, Elena, for your valuable uh, input. Uh, and I would like to thank Legal 500 for giving us uh, the opportunity to discuss. Uh, it's been a very useful discussion for me, and I hope that uh, it's the same for everyone that will uh, listen to it. A big thank you from myself as well uh, to you at to Legal 500, and I really hope that our conversation um, will be found as an interesting one by the ones who will listen. Thank you again. You've been listening to the Legal 500 Corporate Conversations series.